9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, it's me again, wasting your time. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5.cc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5.cc number on Twitter. Hey, John. Yeah. This is a podcast that's coming out not on a podcast day, and do you know why that is happening? Is it because it's a special occasion? It's because it's a special occasion, and that special occasion is Star Wars came out, and we saw it, and it was the best. Do you want to know how special occasion it was? How how special occasion was it? I saw it twice. Really? When you picked me up at the dirt mall, I had just seen it. <laughs> so that's what you were doing? You were like, I'm going a first time at the dirt mall, that's and then right. I'm going to go see it a second time. That's right. That's how exciting it was. Really? Yeah. And and then not only did that occur, but we also saw it with somebody special on the podcast with us today. It's true. And we've also, this podcast is extra special since it's our first Conan podcast. That's right. Despite the fact that she lives on the island, we were like, no, <laughs> we're going to have her call in. Say hello. Uh, what are we referring to you as? May or uh, Kessel Run? May. That's or fine. Kessel Run, Mary Morrison doesn't matter at all to me. <laughs> artist, cosplayer, uh, tattoo too. Tattoo. Tattoo too. Tattooist. Okay, let's get to it. Tattooist. So we saw Star Wars The Force Awakens, which is the seventh Star Wars film. Uh, of course, they were released out of order. Episode 4, 5, 6 came out in the late 70s and Are early you really 80s. doing like an intro for like <laughs> yeah, four people like... who grew up in a cave on Mars with their fingers on their ears? So this is messed up because both Sarah... He's like, Star Wars A New Hope came out in 77 <laughs> and... <laughs> A young man named George Lucas, who was full of dreams, <laughs> headed out to the desert with a ragtag group of friends. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to talk about let's that. Let's not do that. Okay, let's not do that. So Star Wars The Force Awakens. Let's that part. So to really, just to summarize everything, beloved series yep. that then like shat all over us in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Not just over us, but I think also over our hopes and dreams. Maybe childhoods a little exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of funny because I realized that if you watch them in order, yeah. right? Episode four is called A New Hope. So you're like, you just watch these shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, A New Hope. And you're like, oh, I'm, my hope is being restored that these movies are not trash. Well, and then this one is called The Force Awakens. So right. did The Force Awaken? Did The Force Awaken. So I guess that, like... Some, something awoken in me. Something I'll tell you that much. Awoken in you? What did, yes. Did you experience things in the movie theater that we were not aware of? No, I just mean like I my faith in humanity was temporarily restored for one beautiful film. <laughs> really? Okay, so you're you're super on board with it. I kind of saw your thing on Facebook where you were like a a plus 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 plus. Yeah. Mary. Well, I mean, like obviously there are issues, right? And and I wouldn't be a super nerd if I didn't have nitpicky weirdnesses about it. But like the stuff that I was kind of not super into was like very resonant of the original trilogy. So like it didn't bother me. Like the campiness seemed to to belong, you know, and there were other factors that also just seemed very true to the universe. So it was just me kind of being like, I'm older and slightly more jaded. So that didn't resonate the same way but it's still cool you I think know it would be fair there's like different levels that you have to approach this film on right like as a as a cultural event i would say it was like a whole success but right. like from a capital f film perspective it was certainly not a flawless yeah. 
is so, it, you know? so just to set this straight, I guess, for our, our listeners, uh, I feel that we're going to talk for maybe at least like 15 to 20 minutes, spoiler-free. That's so, right. So don't worry about that. And then at a certain point, we will give you a lot of warning when we'll we talk about spoilers. We'll start screaming spoilers incoherently. Right, exactly. And then, and then we will talk about spoilers. So if you're listening to this and you're like super <laughs> nervous on like the pause button or whatever, don't worry. We will give you a warning before we, we spoil anything. Right. Uh, I was talking to John a little bit about how this movie made me, as a geek, as like a cinema dude, feel. Okay. Right. So I was like, I, I can't tell if it was really, really, really enjoyable because of the fact that Mad Max came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Mad Max was a film that had its like the original three ha- had had like got, had a special place in my heart for like reasons of nostalgia. Like they're not they're not good movies. They're not amazing yeah. in any way. But I've watched the watched them a whole bunch. Had like a special place in my heart. George Miller revisited this 30 years down the road. And knocked it the shit out of the park. And made made Seriously. a cap- yeah. capital F film yeah. and, like, nailed it. And Star Wars didn't do that. Star Wars, as Mary mentioned when she said, like, resonates with a whole bunch of things with the original series, in my opinion, did absol- took almost no risks. It, it did, like... It I think be- that, that's the primary criticism of the film, is that it's very it's safe. safe. It is. It's, it's safe. very safe. But And then at the same time, I will say that it did take, like, quote-unquote, safe risks mm-hmm. in the fact that your two protagonists are a woman and a black man. Right? Okay. That, that's, and then when you talk about, like, a giant mass-marketed movie, I was like, that's kind of interesting. Well, that's it, you know? Like, I feel like they shouldn't get points for it, but they do get points for it, you <laughs> know? And they did have fun gender reversals with some of the... Um, archetypes that star wars likes to yeah. play with so yeah. also points for that you know sure yeah i think in a movie in a movie this big they get points for it in like a smaller yeah. movie <laughs> you'd be like no fuck you but i was like the avengers are all white you know mm-hmm. like all of the superheroes of the marvel movies have been pretty much all white except for now falcon and like whatever like there's nick fury but he's okay. not a superhero he's just like the dude that like controls the superheroes uh i'm trying to think of like other giant blockbusters like Batman is white, but I mean he's he's like Batman. Yeah, no, but they they didn't made no effort to like. Yeah. Like, there's Lucius Fox who was a black character in the comic. Like, they never introduced like people of color or and female protagonists are also not super common in like in big Hollywood that's, blockbusters. That's fair. No, but that's the that's the fun bleed over of science fiction though. Like, science fiction has always been one of the first to have you know, non-white protagonists and, and female commanders and stuff like yeah. that. And it's kind of nice to see it continue on even when it's a blockbuster, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's Princess nice. Leia in the original was extremely revolutionary for her time, you know, like... Yeah. Despite all the criticism about the gold bikini that, <laughs> like, suddenly, mysteriously came up in the last couple of months? Yeah, that's social justice warriors. And I understand that some people need to stand up and fight, but Jesus, that's hot. It's a nice gold bikini. Let her wear it. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. Wait, even <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Fisher even defended it. We talked about this in the car where she was getting yeah, home. She was just sort of like, she was like, here's how you explain that scene to little girls. They were like, a man kidnapped me, put me into an outfit that I didn't want to wear, <laughs> so I killed him and then put my clothes back on. Like, <laughs> that is the story of the gold bikini. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that, that's what happened. I got kidnapped. <laughs> Forced to wear something I didn't want to wear, killed the guy who kidnapped me because he was a, you know, terrible Gigantic slug monster. Killed Giant, a bad person. Terrible slug monster. Okay, so talking about uh, the Star Wars and the new movie in a, in a spoiler-free way. Yeah. Um, I guess we we'll presume that people have trailer information, right? Yeah. Okay. okay let's say that. Uh, things I was worried about mm-hmm. from the trailers was uh, BB-8 being 
to Jar Jar Binks. Be, be, <laughs> not only Jar Jar Binks, but also even like R two from the prequels, right? Like, do you remember like superpowered R two? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was so bad. Oh, just fan service. Yeah, yeah. where he like got rocket bust thrusters and like flew around and whatever. Um, I, I found there was a there was a bit of, of fan service in this thing that would like cute robots being cute. But you know, like that was you, in the original. It was too. in the originals. Like, like you like, go back to it. That's part of the the Star Wars well, that, universe. Like Saturn yeah, TV loops. Yep. The greatest. This is the greatest, <laughs> teeniest, tiniest of spoilers. When BB-8 goes downstairs, how he has to look down because he's a ball, and yeah. he keeps looking down each and every step. It's in the background. You could almost miss it, but it's hilarious. And I it's was adorable. like, exactly. And like R2 being like, kind of like weird and shitty but like really smart it's like bb-8 is the new r2 yeah like yeah. very much so and but they don't they don't go like super powered r2 like the way they did in prequels not at all and then they also they, they don't have a princess take the robot aside to thank him for doing his toaster job it's the worst <laughs> fucking scene in the world. It's... <laughs> okay so we we talked about this right how how come the r2 units are like so yeah. adorable and lovely have you ever thought about this mary why, about why R2 units why are so adorable and lovely. The best. Why astromech units in general are like super loyal and super... Well, they're the dogs of space. But even more so, right? Like their <laughs> their job is like calculating like space fights that are going on around them. Repairing devices to keep the pilots safe. Exactly. Like, yeah. like their number, like their entire purpose when you build this thing is to keep the pilot alive. So well, that's if you're exactly make... what dogs were back in the day. Right, pretty you much. Know, but exactly. Man's best friend in space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you're gonna program an AI to like do the best job, like it's not just like it's not just the robot, right? No, it's there's a loyalty that's ingrained, and there's like a pride in their work. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I I feel you. That's where my analogy was going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. it. Where it's like these things are like literally in complete and total love with their masters, and they're like weary of anybody else. But then like once they trust the person, they're hundred percent. It's unwavering. Yeah, completely. But then, would you want like your right hand man to be an effete poncing diplomat? But he okay. Are you, <laughs> talking, are you talking about C3PO? Yeah. Now here's the thing. I realize that C3PO sucks like more than any other droid in the entire series. Yeah. Because he was built by a little boy. Yeah, he was he was built by a shitty little boy. What's great is when the other he runs into like other C3PO model units, yeah. right? And they shit on him. Exactly. Yeah. Like he's like that's why he sucks. Yeah. Is that he was built by a little kid and he just like set him up with a shitty personality. Speaking of that, I kind of got the feeling from this film that JJ just like ignored essentially everything in episode 1, 2 and 3. I couldn't find links to it. Except for the like joke at the very beginning that I won't get into, but which yeah. is sort of like ha ha ha. Yeah, exactly. Prequel. There, there is there is a little <laughs> bit, but and and I mean he can get away with it pretty easy, right? Yeah. Like I I I was talking to uh, a nice lady from the CBC uh -huh. on Wednesday, and we were kind of having this conversation about uh like why the prequels didn't resonate, and how like everybody basically says like the third prequel is the best one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And but you still didn't give a shit because it was telling a story that you already knew. Like, you knew going into episode three that you were like, Obi-Wan, nope. Obi-Wan. Nope. There is no way that is right. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was, it could have been, like, a better thing or whatever else yeah. like that. But, like, you knew the overall arc. Obi-Wan and Anakin are going to have a massive falling out because you already know that okay. Obi-Wan is, like, well, dead to him. what's the problem? And you, you know, know the ending? But I'm just saying, but like, how can you care? If because people go to see Romeo because and Juliet, people, and you know what the end is, and it's about say, the journey. It's not about the fucking Titanic, end. Yeah. <laughs> all these things. 
long story it's short. It's called a frame narrative. Right. <laughs> it happens. But the entire prequels, for all of their other faults, like I'm saying, I'm not saying that I'm not like excusing any of this, but they made three movies being like, Luke, your dad was good and now he's bad. They did, took six hours to tell that story. And they and one of their faults was they didn't do it in an interesting way nope. and whatever. But do you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, they, I know what you're saying. You're just wrong. This could have been a masterpiece <laughs> of tragedy. Like tragedy in storytelling. I don't, I don't you think, know I don't, that I don't it's going to go wrong, and it's still a great story. What I'm saying is that this movie in, did like the flip side, which was – I mean, obviously, yes, it takes place after the movies or yeah. whatever. But in terms of like new characters that they introduced, the original cast and the characters that we already know are like in a way window dressing mm-hmm. to the main story. Which and, is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that – it could have been that. Like the prequels could have been that just as easily. Like we know we the part that we know is Anakin is going to become Darth Vader, and the prequels could have like told a whole other story with that story as the backdrop. Sure. But instead, sure. they were like, "Nope, we're going to yeah. put the camera right on the fall of Anakin, the thing that we a hundred percent know is going to happen." I think they could they could have <laughs> pulled it off. That that could have been done in such a way. It's like when you sit down to watch King Lear. Like you know, things are going to go shitty for him. And and mm-hmm. you can still have an enjoyable experience. You just enjoy it in a different way. I suppose. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting way off the fucking... <laughs> we're so, it's all about... Right we're all talking about Star topic. Wars. I was like, I have so many opinions about this, but I'm not going to derail it further. <laughs> <laughs> we're still talking about Star Wars, so we're A-OK. Yeah. Anyway, on the topic of the prequels, yep. the prequels lowered the bar. <laughs> so far. So very, very low that I'm also like, when everybody, when I see people online right now being like, best movie ever, greatest and amazing, yeah, and I was it's like... Not. Yeah. I was like... No, it's it's good, you yeah. guys. <laughs> like it was good. I had a lot of fun. But I, I don't know how much of that fun was like like Mary mentioned her like faith being restored in humanity. But yeah. I'm like all they needed to do was make a good movie. Yeah. That. Well that's it. <laughs> that's, that's where the bar it, was. It wasn't it wasn't a high high bar at all, but um it it's still nice to see something executed with a lot of love and passion that the fandom shares, you know. Like yeah. there was a lot of attention and respect. And very true to the source material, to the point, like you guys mentioned, to the detriment of it in the sense that it was very, very safe. But yeah. it was just classic space opera, total Star Wars through and through. And like, that, that, it was a solid Star Wars film. It yeah. wasn't the best film, but the original trilogy, like, if you look at it super discerning, it's not necessarily brilliant cinematography or the best acting either, you know? No. Far from <laughs> it. But, yeah. but that's okay. Like, the, the, part of the, the part of this that really, really excites me is that, like... Doing a Star Wars movie right is kind of a new thing. It hasn't been done in like <laughs> yeah. thirty fucking years. Yeah. And and you know, he kinda JJ had to play it safe in this first iteration and now he knows how far he can go. He knows he's gonna look at this like critically and be like, Okay, here's the things that I didn't do right, here's the things that I did. And we're gonna have a lot more exciting, you know, like dangerous storytelling well, that's in the movies it. to and- come. The middle is always a lot darker than the bookends too, right? So like we're probably yeah. gonna get into some really fun, gritty stuff in in the next installment i think yeah. like the same way um empire was very different from a new hope yeah for sure you know oh yeah and for sure and also i mean like considering the the hands the, the people whose hands it is in are is disney and they're running the mcu yeah. and i was like and i feel that they're gonna like judging from like the the releases like they're gonna have episode seven eight nine but then they're also mentioned that there's gonna be sort of like spotlight movies that are apart and if i think of this in terms of this is like the Avengers, whereas one of the other movies that they bring out might be like a Guardians of the Galaxy, which right. would be like way off base, way different, way less we've, safe. We've talked about that ad nauseum, but like we we all want to see like the Lando Calrissian movie where he just like bums yeah. around gangstering <laughs> shit, or, 
or like <laughs> like the Han Solo as a little kid just like scumming around. Like there's so many stories in the Star, Star Wars I want to see them bring back 1313. I hope the commercial success will make that a reality, but you know, 13, who knows. 1313? What now? The best Star Wars spin-off thing that never happened. It was a game in development that was about um, bounty hunters in Coruscant and the underground fighting and slave trade. And uh, it was an alpha, and it was brilliant. And they're talking about bringing it back. Cool. Um, yeah. as as a game, yeah. I've been saying this for years. Like, in a, in a way, the the video game world of Star Wars has been a richer part of my life than the film oh, part so has. Oh, so good. Like, you you can only watch the movies so many times, and they're always the same. But I have spent like literally thousands of hours in various venues in video games. <laughs> like, none of those hours is as rich as the hours of the film. But like. In terms of like a time quantity. of my life, quantity, like how many hours did I put into fucking Jedi Academy two, running around lightsaber dueling people? <laughs> like that shit is the best. What, what, Me what? was Coder and Tie Fighter. Those were my jams. Tie Fighter, Tie Fighter. <laughs> what a game! I played a shit ton of the Star Wars on Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard ass game. It was. it was one of those like poorly balanced like movie port games yeah. where you couldn't jump properly. <laughs> okay, let's wrap up. I want to do spoilers. Okay, so um. Okay. I was just you threw me off base. So yeah, exactly. As a yeah. starting point, if you think of this as the Avengers, I'm ex- yeah. I'm very excited to see where What's they come, where yeah. they will go from here. And uh, I mean, like I think that the first the first non core film is called Rogue One, okay, or Rogue Leader. I'm not sure which, and nobody really knows what that's about. Nope. But we do know that um, like. There's going to be spaceships, and they're going to shoot lasers. Yeah, but exactly. And shit. But we we do know that like Rogue One and Rogue Leader, at least in the previous films, was Wedge Antilles. So this could be a film about Wedge Antilles. Well, I'm not even going to name the character, but we know who it's going to be from this no. movie. No, we don't. You don't think? Oh, we'll talk about that in spoilers. Sure, will. <laughs> I think it might be, but who knows? We'll we'll see. We'll yeah. See All right. So okay, I want to give my one word review. Okay, exactly. So we'll wrap yeah. we'll wrap it up. And if you are if you are worried about spoilers, uh, we're just going to give our, our closing reviews and then we're going to move on to spoilers so john hit it okay this is my one word review of the movie uh-huh. yes <laughs> <laughs> mary what did, what did you think you, you can take more than one word if you're so inclined uh i don't know it's like um kind of going back in time a little bit like me uh being a visual person and an artist and a cosplayer just having the aesthetics be so on point um was extremely charming and almost haunting in a sense because it, it just sort of teleported me back to like I don't know, a simpler time, and it was beautiful. It was just like someone in the seventies decided, "Oh, let's make these other this other Star Wars movie and just not show it for like <laughs> many many years." Yeah. Yep. I don't know. The aesthetics for me were absolutely it. It is pretty as fuck. Like that's that's what I would take away from that. I, just solid, solid. I, very I would pretty. say that this film was wonderfully adequate. <laughs> 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 you sound like a disappointed parent. Like you're just like... But but it's so positive to say that it was wonderfully adequate. <laughs> exactly, like, like so many of them were not. Like it, like I, I, we talked about this a little bit, uh, John and I earlier. I was like, it it met my expectations. It like it fulfilled being a good Star Wars movie. It it didn't exceed my expectations. It didn't blow me away the way a movie like Mad Max did. But I was not mad. I was disappointed. I was like, that was a Star Wars movie. And I'm very excited to see, like, I'm more excited where they're going to go from here. Absolutely. Like, I was like, oh, you didn't fuck it up. You just laid a template down for what Star Wars can be. And it was not bad. It was good. 
<laughs> wonderfully <laughs> adequate, says Keith. Wonderfully adequate. Okay, yes. so, so now now we're gonna now we're gonna spoil the shit out of the movie. That's and right. The first thing I'm gonna say is that he is not Rogue Leader. They call him Black One. His X Wing is black. Oh, shit. They're all they're all like, okay, hold like, on. We, we need to be more careful. This is the spoiler section, people. Y'all need to turn off. Yeah, exactly. This, this is spoilers. Yeah. So Spoiler. Poe. Poe. Po, yeah. They, Super Starfighter Pilot. You're right. Not in Rogue Squadron. Not in Rogue Squadron. Yeah. And, and, and I guess the resistance is back to Red Squadron because they call them, I think, Reds, not Rogues. Yeah, yeah. And they're like Red 1, Red 2, Red 3. So and Rogue is stuff. off doing something else. And he's referred to as Black 1. Right. And his X-Wing is black. So not Rogue Leader. So and, okay, and so, also, and not even Red Leader. He was, he was just like such. He, you could tell, like the movie gave him the screen time and the like coolness factor to make him into They're a big setting deal. Him up. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they didn't use him that much in the movie, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he had like the, the opening. The opening scene is with him, and yeah. he smack talks. Like Kylo, Kylo Ren, who I, I don't want to say is a Sith Lord, I guess because there's he's not the he's, words. Okay, we so talked this, about this yeah. in the car. This is the best. <laughs> Kylo Ren is like the worst Jedi. He's just like a bumbling fuck up the whole way through the movie, and and you don't realize it because he like successfully puts on this scary Darth Vader mask. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that he, I think that the guy, uh, the actor who I've been a fan of since he was on Girls, fucking nailed it yeah. in terms of just Dude, like his voice is so perfect. Yeah, his his voice you know. is sweet. His body language is amazing. Like oh, yeah. he just he's like the whimpering tears in his eyes when he doesn't get his way. He's yeah. just like this angsty teen. He's like an angsty teenager yeah. who's like But who's... like in a lovable non-hating Christensen sort of way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. And With I character. Love, like and his biggest his biggest problem is that he's like sometimes I feel the light inside of me and I hate it. I hate feeling compassion and stuff. I hate having these feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it so convincingly, and like yeah. I was saying, even um, towards the climax, there's a scene where he does like the the power walk, like a Darth Vader power walk, flanked by stormtroopers, but so like kind of like quick paced and like jerky motion, and yeah. you're like, you could just see that he's like faking it. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, like, he's I'm, just not comfortable. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's like, I've got a big yet. black cape, and I'm doing this power walk, and I'm flanked by stormtroopers, and oh, I'm so angry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, he's not owning it. Like he's totally trying to do what his grandfather did like yeah. it's super reminiscent of like opening scene of new hope where fucking uh you know vader walks onto the leia ship and yeah. it's just like super badass super confident but like he's not confident yeah. right he's just like uh-huh. super angry and super shitty I, he was such a rich villain like you could grab onto so many different aspects of his character that yeah. are, and they're all mm-hmm. interesting, you know. Like I just, I want to hear more about this guy. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. mean, and also the other, another big spoiler is he's Han Solo and Leia's son. Yeah, son. Yeah, exactly. There, there's the fan ben. theories that Rey is their daughter, but I was like, I feel like that would have, that would be to me a shitty trick of cinema yeah. if you've had uh-huh. Han and Leia run into each other after years and like bring our son home. Forget but our not our daughter. Well, uh, and her daughter's right there. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this though. It could be that they like Luke. Luke like forced out the knowledge of this kid. Like it could be they're trying to protect her from ever developing her force powers, knowing that her older brother went to the dark side like right yeah. away, and there was nothing Luke could do could, to stop it. You know, yeah. like they could be trying to prevent her from getting forced to save her. Yeah, it could be like a whole King Arthur thing where you know they go and they they hide the chosen one because they don't want it to grow up spoiled or pompous because like that's kind of one of the things that i think is a catalyst they might touch on with kai's story i mean the fact that he got trained by luke and you know he was um obviously like got preferred treatment or something to that effect because he's he's you know han and leia's 
son, so that could have been what started the the corruption or, or something that fed the ego, which then led to it, or fed an insecurity because he was scared of you know disappointing his parents. But the, the problem is, it's such an obvious twist. It's like too obvious, and well, it's like been done. Having Luke and Leia be twins that didn't well, know each other, he, and then the, I there's two. I I think it's Luke's kid. Yeah. And the like, and there's a few things I think that why it's Luke's kid. Uh, Maz, who is the thousand-year-old bar owner, is sort of like oh. this was Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, and it was his father's before him, and, and now, now it calls yours. to you, yeah. and you're like, well, okay. either that's a straight line or it's just like, woo, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like why would you like mention that lineage if you're not like Luke's kid? And right. considering what happened with Kylo, when you're talking about like force wiping memory and all that. Mm-hmm. Luke might have just force-wiped her memory and been like, you got to fucking go from there. Also, here's another thing. Uh, one of uh, Nip, uh, Mary's other, <laughs> mentioned, other. was super mad that R2-D2 like, woke up all of a sudden. Yeah. And someone online had like a brilliant theory as to why that happened. Okay. Which was, he had the information and was on like standby mode. But was on standby mode because the fucking Empire had a like a hyperspace gun. So if they found hmm. the map, they could just shoot him. Once that threat was removed, that's what woke him up. Yeah, that's what woke that him up. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But like, how would how would R two find out? He just has to hear it in the building or whatever. I mean, like, he's right there. Like he could ah. be like he could have some access to systems yeah, or whatever, maybe. some Wi Fi. Like <laughs> he was on the network, just yeah. waiting. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Like okay, killing Han. That's was I think the bravest part of the film, bar none, and I think it was it was like acceptably handled. The scene was like not perfect, but it was very very good. Yeah, if and if we're gonna say killing Han, I mean you saw the movie. We're talking about Kylo Ren murdering doing, his dad, murdering his dad, but after kind of hinting to like he's like help me help me be who I truly am. Yeah, and then Han obviously is like that's my son, and what Kylo Ren actually wants to be is a Sith Lord, so he kills his dad. Yeah, and and he's like I. I think the line is like, I know I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it. Will you help me? And then he holds out the lightsaber to him, and then he takes it, and he's like, oh, like he's helping himself get murdered. Yeah. 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 Now, this is, this is one of those things where it was like, first of all, it was like hyper-telegraphed, like, and it was super obvious, especially when you talk about throwbacks of the movie and whatever. Like, Han Solo was essentially the Obi-Wan of this movie. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, if you think of terms of, like, New Hope parallels. And the thing, and I was like, out for like out of out of Star Wars reasons, I was like, oh yeah, he's obviously going to die because <laughs> I was like, Han Solo, like Harrison Ford didn't like Han Solo that much to the point where he was like not super even on for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why they put him in Carbonite in case he didn't come back, right? So they could have just like kept him in the statue and and that's that. Forever. Yeah, exactly. As a decoration. Yeah. <laughs> Han Solo, like, Harrison Ford has never been super all about Han Solo. And I was like, okay, they're fucking throwing him in this movie a whole bunch. And I was like, there's, in my head, I was like, there's no way Harrison Ford is signing up for another another trilogy. Yeah, like, exactly. He's not signing not up. With such a major role. Like, yeah, he, exactly. He ended up being, like, one of the main characters of this film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, with all the screen time he was getting, like, before that even set up, I was like, man, Han is going to bite it. Like, <laughs> in, like, for out of... Out of story reasons, I was like, yeah. because Harrison Ford is not going to do this for another three films. Another, uh, I guess, spoiler is that um, Luke doesn't show up until like the last minute. He basically cameos. It's not even yeah, really exactly. a role. Yeah. You know what's yeah. fucked up? He was on set every day to 
like sheltered the world from that. Oh my god, that's amazing! Like he was just around doing nothing because they were like, if he was only on set for a day and wasn't making other everybody appearances, everybody would find out. Everybody would be like, "Oh, Luke Skywalker's totally only a cameo," yeah. and that was like the number one, <laughs> the number one fan like question going into this was, "Where's Luke Skywalker?" Right? Yeah. Like he's not in any of the yeah. trailers. He's not mentioning. Anything. I heard a bunch of people theorizing that Kylo Ren was going to turn out to be Luke. That would have been like, super fall cool. Fall into the dark side. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you you mentioned that on uh, on 90s where yeah. you were like the Emperor basically spelled that out. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. like where he's just sort of like, you strike me down, and your path to the dark side is complete. And then he picks up his lightsaber and tries to hit him. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then he just gets him. <laughs> exactly. Like Luke, Luke kind of dipped, dipped into the dark side right yeah. there, which I mean, I guess also is a testament to why he can't teach kids the Force real well. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's the other thing too. Uh, a lot of people were talking about while well, we talk about the the Ray is Luke's daughter mm-hmm. theory. Uh, a lot of people mentioned how quickly she picked up the force. Yeah. They were like, she might have already been trained. Right? Really? And then, like, made to forget it all? Nah, yeah. Are you sure? That. Oh, I saw someone do a Jedi mind trick one time, and now I'm just going to do it successfully, immediately. With no there, training whatsoever. Man, there is yeah, precedent. Got, she's got a million midichlorians. Think a about million. think about Revan in um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Like Old that's Republic, exactly. that's his whole thing. He gets he gets forced into forgetting that he's like a fully fucking trained Jedi, and yeah. then he comes back with like the battle trance and like everything. Yeah, exactly. She fucking go, goes into a trance thing. Yeah, and, the, and the whatever. Does like a force pull stronger than Kylo Ren? Which I mean, I know Kylo Ren is a shitty, it's super is, shitty, is a Jedi. shitty Jedi, but yeah. like. She's like instantaneously throwing around yeah, force power. Here, here, here's just something that, like, to me, it is an idea to be tabled here is that the force, right, is basically um, like this energy and this nature. And Kai has way too much inner conflict and she's lived a life of simplicity. And you can see it in her face in the two scenes where she accesses it that it's her peacefulness and mm. it's her sense of self that allows her to channel that. And I'm not saying it's not disproportionate. Like, I find that your theory is interesting and possibly super valid. But, like, I think it speaks to the inner conflict that Kai's having, that she was just able to sort of come in and be comfortable with who she was and then just have that moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but Kylo is all about channeling the, the like, angst. He yeah. just, like... Yeah. Which is, like, sweet for dark side. so great. He doesn't rage. He has, like, temper tantrums. Yeah, that's, his, that's his thing. <laughs> well, Man, I'm just going to smash this and smash everything terminal. with my laser sword. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, yeah. My, my whole thing was it was just, like, very, very quick manipulation of the Force, yeah. like, to a high degree. Like, even just her, her piloting, like, hopping into a ship that she's never piloted before and then, like zooming around and super engineer for no reason yeah exactly. i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying that like i was sort of like uh, on board with that but on another like approach like another uh, interpretation of it is what i mean to say yeah and i mean and again we also uh we don't really know how much of the prequels they took yeah or whatever but i, I mean and there's okay even if you want to ignore the prequels yoda is like pissed about training luke because luke is too old yeah you know, so I'm like, so for someone to be that age and to have no force training whatsoever and to be already like competently wielding the force. Well, competing with a Padawan, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like competing with someone who has, has had force training. Like, yeah. like neither one of them are like fucking Jedi or Sith level, yeah. but he was a he was definitely a Padawan. He had force training. And, and she had no fair, training. And he could, comes like, from Luke's lineage, right? Yeah. It's Vader's mm-hmm. lineage. So he's he's he has the fucking chops to be a proper proper fucking jedi if he gets trained right 
Also, uh, do you know who that uh, when Ray performs the My- My Jedi mind trick, who that stormtrooper is? Uh, it's uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I fucking know this shit, yo. That is amazing. <laughs> and, uh, okay, his, number his one, why? Number two, how too. do you know that? Well, his it, call sign was something like, um, oh, I can't remember now. It's gone. Yeah. There, there's but some, it was, yeah, there's it was some, a Bond reference in his call sign. Like, yeah, it was like 007 or something. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. And and it's and apparently that like, it's his voice and like it's just like it's a known thing that he like showed up on set for like a one day <laughs> shoot, whatever. I was like, uh, no, totally. To be fair, I only discovered that this morning. Oh. Like, <laughs> I've actually been keeping as spoiler free as humanly possible. And then like. I even Googled that thing that was going around. Like, remember how there was a toy incident and people were like, it's a massive spoiler. And I avoided the whole thing. And I was just Googling that shit this morning and to figure out it? what the spoiler I, I, was. I heard that same thing and I totally avoided it too. Um, it's Ray's character. Her figurine has Luke's lightsaber packaged in it. Oh, snap. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess. They should have done like, I don't even know. How do you, how do you deal with that? Like, you want her to have the lightsaber for the action figure, like, as a kid. Yeah, like I don't want to buy that toy and not have have her with a lightsaber. Okay, we've been we've been talking about all the good shit. I think it's it's high time we love levy some criticism real quick before you want, we. You uh, wanna you wanna criticize? Yeah, I found there were some hammy bits. Which like there's a there's like a good a rich history of hamminess in Star Wars, and that's okay. But there were a couple of points where it was like too buku. Finn had a couple of moments where you were like, just shut up, dude. And um <laughs> uh, and Han and uh, or Carrie and Harrison, I should say, had like a little bit of. A little bit of roughness <laughs> in their performances, but whatevs, you know, like, this is not a major, major thing. Yeah, I will, like, what was the thing I had a problem with? The, the pacing. Well, the pacing was crazy. Yeah. I think that was the, uh, I, there was too much, I thought. Yeah. Like, the, Mon, like, so Han Solo gets the Millennium Falcon, which incidentally, uh, Nip was all bitchy. He's like, oh, like, the fucking Millennium Falcon's the easiest ship to hack in the world. But I was like, immediately afterwards, I was like, no, Han Solo hacked his own fucking ship. Like, that's. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Yeah. That's fair. You know, he probably has, like, a button to be like, beep boop, and just fucking make it go. Right. And then Han Solo gets a thing, and then two rival, like, space gangs show up, and then, like, crazo monsters get loose on the spaceship. And I was like, why are the monsters here? Like, why did that have to happen? Like, I was like, this is... Why was there a monster in the trash compactor? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Star Wars, man. Yeah. People would be bitching if there wasn't a wacky monster. I guess guess so. I mean, like, (laughs) Like there's... there's, there's, All three movies have wacky monsters. Why didn't you get thrown into a pit in Return of the Jedi? You know, like, there's crazy monsters everywhere. Like, I'm not saying that it didn't come out of left field, but I was actually really forgiving of that. I... Yeah. I actually had a harder time watching Harrison Ford because he was old and to me he was like this giant hero and like I heard he broke his leg and he had a really rough time during filming and I feel like it shows a bit and like that was actually the hardest part for me to watch and I'm like no like no I I don't know it it was it was sweet bittersweet you know to me to me I liked that a lot because I was like he he really looked past his prime and like yeah and he should be right like he's literally like (laughs) if you want to use the Millennium Falcon as like his fifty-year-old fa- I was gonna be like as his phallus. <laughs> he, he's been without it for a long time. He's fucking been piloting a freighter and not even piloting the Falcon for X number of years. Yeah. Like he's like wait, like he's so far past his prime that he didn't even have the Millennium Falcon for a while. You know, like that's like yeah. He basically didn't have the coolest thing about him going on for him for a long time, and then he's so jazzed to get it back. But you're like, oh man, you were 
You're past your prime. You're yep. past your expiration date. Okay, they zip from, like, there's a oh, thing no, called a star no. killer to the yeah, star killer is blowed up in, like, fucking 40 oh, minutes of screen man, time. Like, that thing, it just it zips. The whole thing is way too fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, too. I, I was just, I, I felt that they were, they blew their wad yeah. on it super hard. They were like, we have a weapon that can shoot and destroy four little planets. Fucking hyperspeed laser beams, everybody. It eats a sun. It eats a sun. It charges up by stealing a sun's power. And then they're like, and we, we dropped some bombs, and then we hit it with some yeah. X-Wing shots. And, and we over. killed it super fast, so don't worry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of bummed about that. I was like, this is like a third movie level threat. Yeah. Like... And uh, like, are they going to put another one in the next movie? Like, is that going to happen? Well, I mean, to be fair, there was a Death Star, and then they recreated the Death Star, so you know. It's possible, but if they do it, like, they're just like literally recycling the fucking movies at that point. Yeah, but then and they even they even show like even the Death Star. They show the Death Star is teeny tiny, and then the Star Killer is like fucking what ten ten Death Stars? Yeah, you know, it's like enormous. It's an entire repurposed planet, right? Like, I guess that's the inclination because i mean there's trees and stuff on it yeah it's like, like a whole planet that's hollowed out yeah the planet how many tens of millions of people were living on that thing like i think of that man like, <laughs> what I, about the janitors guys the data yeah <laughs> yeah i feel that like they <laughs> although we've established now that janitors are stormtroopers ergo absolving responsibility from the original squadron when they blew up the desktop pretty true <laughs> <laughs> it's true oh, it's there's... mary coming in with the hard points now. <laughs> you're right though <laughs> Exactly, janitors like the janitors are just like stormtroopers in training. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the real thing that we need to take. Somebody away should from tweet Paul. that at Kevin Smith because that needs Dude, to be addressed in his next course movie. It needs movie, to be quoted fa- for me, okay? Because yeah. like I just came, like that just came to me, and I feel like I'm a fucking rock star right now. So. <laughs> High fives all around for Mary. Where it's, yep. there's, there's you can you can now blow up the original Death Star with absolutely no remorse. <laughs> Because every sanitation engineers were stormtroopers. Exactly. They can go back to that in Clerks Clerks 3. They can throw it in. Uh, Stuff that I found was a little weird. Mm -hmm. Maz. Maz I thought was kind of strange. Just being like, oh, there's this thousand-year-old character that we've never seen or heard of and is apparently best friends with everybody from the movies. And I suppose, like, they became friends after episode. Just with Han. It wasn't... No, she was like... She had fucking Luke's lightsaber in her basement, man. Like, she doesn't know Luke Skywalker. No, well, she might not know him. She might know of him and just keep it. Uh, I don't know. I I just... She threw me a little bit. Like, like, just... It was like a new character for new character's sake. Yeah. And she didn't get, like, enough... Development. Yeah, she came in the middle and then was gone and didn't come back. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That that whole little sequence. And and again, it seemed like it was just there to make sure that we had uh, a dingy bar. And a new Muppet. And a, new, and a new Muppet. And a new Muppet. She's on the poster, right? Like, she's standing next to R2 in the poster. Maybe so. she'll be back. Yeah, I, I assume she'll yeah, be back. Yeah, I think, I think she's going to be a much more central character. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, not central, but I think she's going to become, um, she'll have a purpose. Part you of know? the cast. Yeah. What I want to yeah. see from her, this is just my outrageous fanboy expectation. She grabs a lightsaber and flips all over? Nope. Oh. I was going to say, she's <laughs> Yoda's wife. They Yoda's have a show <laughs> based around her little bar. That is takes place in between episode six and episode seven, before it gets blowed up. Before it gets blowed up, yeah. so that they can lay out a bunch of like backstory in a, like a TV show pace that is all uh, completely away from the main characters, hmm. and you could just kind of have this as like a central hub of like you know like shitty bounty hunters and mm-hmm. fucking smugglers and whatever and else. Mosquito boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that's 
You heard me, Disney. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, this, so I gotta make it happen. I want a TV um, show. On I hate Showtime. to be super rude and cut out, but um, my client is here and I'm at work. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're we're done. I think we're, just, we're just about done. I think, yeah. uh, Mary. Just before you go, what are your closing spoiler thoughts? What What do you What were you most excited for, and what were you most disappointed in? Um, I mean, honestly, the thing that was disappointing is that. The thing that was most disappointing to me was actually one of the things that, oddly enough, um, made it kind of exciting was the fact that it was really predictable and it just felt kind of like the original series all over again, Mm -hmm. you know, like the whole, ooh, you know, Han Solo's kid. It's like, okay, yeah, I I sort of saw that coming. And, but it was kind of comforting that I saw it coming and it just felt right, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Spoiler-wise, nothing is really jumping out at me that, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm really trying to find something to be pissed about that wasn't just like hokiness or an awkward camera angle or Mary, anything. You know what? But... That That's a statement in and of itself. You're struggling to find something to be pissed off about. That's yeah, good. Like, that's great. The only thing that I'm really pissed off about is that, well, I, it's not even pissed off. I kind of find it interesting the stuff that they're leeching off the extended universe, but I'm a little sad that some of that stuff that I loved in all of the extended universe isn't there, but it seems to be there kind of in spirit. So Isn't there I'm yet? Gonna... Well, yeah, Pardon? no, but like I said, they, they, they... It isn't there yet. So here's the thing. I can't remember her name. Sorry, Mary, I'm going to let you go in two seconds. I can't remember <laughs> yeah, her name, yeah. but there was the, the person who was the, like, grand mediator of the books and expanded universe i think it's Kristen something i feel really bad that i'm blanking on her name mm-hmm. was on as a consult like a like a high yeah, high high level, as a consultant. high level yeah, consultant for, sure. for the movies mm-hmm. so they're like and, and hans zimmerman or whatever his name is the one who did the uh original book trilogy after he was also yeah um part of it reference and part of it so, yeah. so i know that they're pulling some of the themes and some of the ideas yeah. but they're just not doing it to the letters so yeah exactly cool. so they, they wipe the books from existence but then they're like taking like the best bits because there's some real terrible bits in the books also so they're oh, like dude, they're repurposing the so cool mary parts. sue yeah. so mary sue but you know what i kind of love it <laughs> uh Great. All right, Mary, we'll, All right, we'll let you go. I'm and bouncing for real, up. and you guys can keep um, jazzing about it and send me the link, and I'll tweet all that out. And thank you so much for having me, guys. If anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, it is Kessel, K-E-S-S-L underscore R-U-N. And if you don't know what the Kessel run is, you probably shouldn't have listened to this. <laughs> and uh, you can also follow me on Twitch if you want to watch me play some really bad Battlefront this week. Um, same thing, Kessel underscore R-U-N, but there's an S on that one because I wasn't the original. So thank you so much, guys, and uh, I'll be around on the internet and see you guys soon. Cool. See you, Mary. Bye, Mary. Bye. Yep. Anyway, so my spoiler take on it, if we're just going to be wrapping this up, is basically that it did tons and tons and tons of things right, but in no way did any of the spoilers, like I said, Han's death, Kylo Ren being his kid, uh, Luke like being fucked off, Leia being a general and fighting for the resistance, mm-hmm. not nothing, none of the like the spoilers, none of the things like wowed me. Like we talked about the Terminator moment in Terminator Two, yeah. right? Terminator moment in Terminator Two is when Terminator shows up in Terminator Two, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's a good guy. And I was like, and anybody in that cinema, their jaw must have fucking hit the floor because he shows up and you're like, oh fuck, they are this kid is fucked. Yeah. And then Terminator's a good guy, and you're like, what the shit is this? Like the Han moment was telegraphed. Trying to be that moment was, yeah. but was telegraphed to high fuck. So I was really hoping something 
not not just a character death because a character death isn't a plot twist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. just, I was really hoping for a twist, and there is no twist. It's point A to point B, super linear, not to following the beats like laid out by a new hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Following following new hope exactly. Like I mean, like there's like flip sides of it, right? Like mm-hmm. you have Kylo, like basically you take Luke Skywalker and you split him into two people. One Kylo Ren and one Rey. Yeah. And she like, and then you like Kylo Ren is Darth Vader slash Luke Skywalker, yep. Yep. and Rey is just Luke Skywalker, and then Han Solo is fucking Obi Wan Kenobi, and Leia's just exactly Leia, and the new character is Finn, basically, right? That that's the one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is that he was the first new archetype in star wars and he's like a, the everyman though yeah he's like in the he, movie world you yeah know, like, he's yeah. not very good at anything <laughs> like he's he's okay yeah at a lot of things but he's not like he's not a superstar in any way <laughs> like you know like he's not the best smuggler in the world he's not the jedi fightiest yeah he, he's just he's just a dude who like and i don't know and i really i hope we get to find out more about his backstory absolutely like, that 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 is the one uh, I guess spoiler, not spoiler thing is that they don't explain a ton. Oh, there, there's so much that's left to it to be explored, like yeah. where Ray's background is, why like Finn's history grown up amongst the, the yeah, the but, but but not just that, but like why did he break, right? Like right. he he they they were like we have all these fucking psych tests and conditioning programs and all that stuff, and he just broke and was like I'm a good guy, like I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like the good guy basically, yeah. like at every. Like he at every possible turn in the movie, he he has like that one little pussing out moment, which I mean is I guess it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> everybody pusses out every now and then. But then is like I'm gonna go to the Star Killer to rescue my friend because it's the right thing to do, even though I don't have a plan to do it. Right. You know, like the the whole Ray uh, Finn relationship I thought was cool and not too. It wasn't hokey. They could have they could have had them do a kiss and had it be like a whatever, and they didn't. It and was... neither and neither one of them really had to be rescued. Yeah, like they helped yeah. each other out a bunch, but like neither one of them ended up in super distress. So it wasn't like it wasn't a full like oh he's the he's the princess and she's the hero. They like they both had their hero moments for sure, and they both sure. needed bailing out every now and then, and they both got kidnapped at, or like they both got captured or whatever. They both got zapped by the lightsaber at the end of the yep yeah in the big fight at the end yeah. I don't got anything else to say. I think we hit it all. All right, guys. So yeah. this was our look at Star Wars. It is probably, I feel like it's going to be the biggest weekend of all time. I think this is going to be the most profitable film of all time. It's supposedly Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, whatever it was, was previously held that title. Mm-hmm. Um, and Star Wars is on track to eclipse its opening weekend by tomorrow morning. We're recording this Friday afternoon. Yep. And it will have been more profitable like a full day and a half before... Yep. Jurassic World. So this is this is going to be a huge. Deal. It was cr- like, and I mean, just like if you t- look at like social media and Facebook and everything, like you go on Facebook, it seems like everybody's already seen it. Yeah, you know, and like this is Friday afternoon, which means that everybody got to the advanced screening last night, which yep. was like not even a full release, right? It was in like a bunch of theaters, but it wasn't in all of the theaters. Mm-hmm. So that was in all the theaters on Friday. So everybody who didn't see it's going to go see it. Everyone I'm talking to is like, I need to go see it, like to like. 
nobody wants this thing spoiled. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody wants to make sure that they see it, you know? Like, it's well, not... Star Wars is a cultural event, man, and this is, it's something that, like, everybody plugs into, yeah. except for your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and Andrew. Andrew's wife also hasn't seen any really? of them and was just sort of like, Andrew's like, I'm going to go see this, like, Thursday Alone? on, like, not Thursday, like, Sunday afternoon by myself if I have to. Oh, my fucking God. It's but so he's, like, he's like, I just don't, he's like, whatever, he's like, I tried to work it out with some friend groups and nothing fucking happened, so he's like, I'm just going to. Just gonna just go gonna on go. a weird, awkward time in like two mountains or something, <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking get it done with. Uh, so yeah, so I just wanted to ask you: you yeah. watched it uh, twice, yep. right? Uh, I mean, obviously you watch up to back pretty much, <laughs> but it was like, did it did it hold up the second time? Like, because I was kind of I was wondering that a lot, where I was like, like the weird, some of the more hammy Finn yeah, moments. That stuff really s- stuck out a lot more. The, it was like the pacing issues were much more glaring. Like you could really tell the movie speeds up and slows down and speeds up and slows down. And it's like for no reason. It feels like it like the 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 speed at which the scenes go by sometimes doesn't doesn't have the full weight of what the characters are doing. Mm-hmm. Like when they when they say okay we're gonna go attack the Star Killer, it's just like fucking sixty five seconds later they're on the Star Killer running around, you know. And it's just it feels like that should have just been more of, yeah. the, of the movie, you know. And um. Big yeah. long shots in space were kind of missing. Like they were around. They were around. But but compared to the original, like the original yeah. always had that like here's a fucking fleet and like these like yeah. big shots and like it it had a patience that movies back then generally had more than modern movies. Yeah, and exactly. I think I think that's what it is. Like it's just modern modern films are zippier. They're they're like more ADHD and and that's that's what this was. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. the pa- pacing was the the one thing that kind of struck me where it was like Dead stop or sprinting, and yeah, that was like, yeah. that was what like, was going on. T- to be fair, some of the opening shots where um, Ray is like scavenging in the crashed Star Destroyer, yeah, and it's just like very slow, huge, beautiful desert pictures, you know. And yeah, then yeah, that stuff just vanishes as the movie goes on. Yeah, exactly. It just, it's just yeah, the whole the whole Star Killer thing, and they were just sort of like, like, I really I want the timing where it's like the word Star Killer is mentioned, it, it gets blowed up. It can't be more than forty minutes apart. <laughs> Like tops, tops, and that's it. And it didn't, uh, it didn't feel like they were like, we need to kill the Star Killer. A bunch of us are gonna die. Yeah, this is basically a suicide mission because like the First Order cannot possibly have a Star. Like the New Hope had that. Like yeah. they were like, this is a suicide mission. This is a mission. huge deal. We're all gonna die to maybe take this thing down. And, like Poe was just like, whatever. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it again. Han Solo's like, yeah, we blow things up. We, like fucking nobody. No, nope, it's gonna have a fucking. It's gonna have a weak point. We're gonna bomb the weak point. It's gonna blow. We've done this. Yeah, like, exactly. Which I mean, again. <laughs> I guess Han Solo is like speaking from yeah, like uh, but it shouldn't have worked out that easily. Yeah, more people should have died. It should have been like more the gravity of yeah, we're gonna fucking do a suicide run at a lizard planet. <laughs> like, should have been like should have been there. Should have been there, and it, it kind of didn't feel like it. It felt like it was like the the level of um urgency to yeah. killing the Star Killer was the same as. There are three monsters loose on Han's ship. Absolutely. Like, yeah. and, and I mean, I'm not saying the three monsters loose is like not scary, but like <laughs> they were like on par with in terms of like how threatened I felt the characters were. Yeah. Like. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then they're like, oh, and they did it. And but they... that's okay. These criticisms, like, they're 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 not the worst. It was still fun. I still like. I was still like excited the second time. Yeah. And I don't know. There's not a lot of movies you can sit down and watch back to back and still be like pumped for it the second time. Yeah, Matt, <laughs> Matt Max, you could go for a third time, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Like I said, it, they're they're. I feel like I said it. It's it's nitpicking. Yeah. But it, the 
it's like it is what it is. It, it is good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're rambling on. Let's let's, let's goodbye, friends. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>